innovations that are coming out of the pandemic as well as, you know, beauty tech Twitter is definitely um, out there and, you know, the, the beauty game is definitely getting into um, the tech space as well. So I thought it was, it was a pretty cool concept. Right. It's almost like, it's almost, almost, almost like biometrics. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening and or watching the Snob West Show, the show for Apple snobs where we talk all things Apple and then some. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of the Snob West Show, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast app. We are glad to have you back for another week. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the show. Let's start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. And all things Apple this week seems to be a slew of public betas for everything that we pretty much talked about in our show a few weeks ago where we did the recap of WWDC. Um, that was at the beginning beginning of June, I believe. So we now have for public availability, iOS 15, iPad OS 15, I think uh, Watch OS 8 and TV OS 15. Um, the actual beta for the Mac OS Monterey, I don't think as of today, which is Wednesday, uh, June 30th, that it's been, um, released yet but on the website it has it just listed as coming soon so everything um like i mentioned that we covered um from our show we reviewed um the keynote for wwdc a lot of those um features are now available for you to try out on your device um, or do you plan on uh, getting any of the, the betas and put them on, putting them on any of your devices? No. Uh, I used to be heavy into it. I used to figure out the back end in order to get the developer beta. Mm -hmm. I think it was a way, if I recall, you could pay like $100 for a developer, something or the other, and then you do some stuff. <laughs> and then you get the developer beta onto your devices then Apple went to public betas saying, hey, you know, we're going to use the general public as guinea pigs. And then I would uh, get those betas. But then the issue that I would come up with was by the time Apple officially announced their iOS for public consumption, it would already be old to me. Mm. So I've already had it for a couple months, maybe even a year and I lost the newness when the new, the official version was released. So I say about a year or two ago, maybe even two years ago, I decided I would stop putting developer and or public betas on my device and wait so I can get that same newness when they release it. Now, the question is, can I wait that long? Uh, so far, I'd say... Um, 
past one release, I think, when I was 14 came out, I think I did not do the public beta. Mm-hmm. So I waited. And it wasn't that bad. So mm-hmm. I, all that to say, to answer your question, I probably am not going to do the public beta on iOS uh, 15. Mm-hmm. One, because I want that newness. And two, there are a couple of bugs, according to this story, they mention, well, this person who wrote the story, he says he had a glitch where it becomes impossible to access the home screen without rebooting his phone, as well as a variety of major problems with the home app and home kit. Mm-hmm. So those three things together, especially now I'm getting deeper and deeper into home, using the home app to unlock my phone, open my garage, play with the lights. Mm-hmm. I got some cameras. I'm big into home, the home app and home kit. So last thing I need is to download the iOS 15 beta and then have some issues with that. So all that said, that is enough for me to not necessarily do it. Uh, in addition to those particular things that this uh, guy wrote for 9 to 5 Mac, he mentioned there may be some third-party app issues mm-hmm. because since the public beta like just got released, I think you mentioned you know this week, mm-hmm. um, developers, that's too soon for them to run through all the paces to test their apps. Right. Now... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, and the the beta 2 for the developer release, I think, was released today as well. So, of course, as you mentioned, the developers get the betas first so they can run through their apps, make sure it's all good, make any tweaks necessary. And then they do the public beta for the public testing. And it looks like they've done a second round of developer betas that... Um, developers are are passing it through and like you said the newness kind of wears off so this is might as well say july we don't expect the final version to be released until september so that's another three or so months Mm -hmm. that you know you have in that in that gap field um and as with any betas you know we'll put the links of course to this article um in there and it takes you to the link where you can sign up to be a public mm-hmm. te- uh, a public beta tester, mm-hmm. you know, but just know that this is a beta there. It is still very buggy. It's not the final release. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are some things that you should keep an eye out for or things you should prepare for before you, you know, take that leap. And I do have a developer um, account where I can get the beta, but I don't honestly... I'm not that pressed. So <laughs> it's 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 fine for me because I mean I'm not I don't have any apps that I need to test on it to for development purposes. So right. me, and I personally can wait. Right. And then speaking of that, like you mentioned, that three month window, even though app developers, as soon as they get the de- the developer beta for the iOS is there, you know, trying to jump on that to get that as quick as possible. But technically speaking, they've got until September to get it right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, you may be an app specific that you depend on for either work or entrepreneurial or whatever the case may be. They've got until September to get that right before they release the full version. So between now and then, there may be some third party apps that you depend on that may not be functioning snuff right so you definitely have to keep that in concern i'm not trying to scare anybody off of it but you know keep that in mind 
you know, you are a guinea pig yeah. and with signing up for the developer and or the public beta, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't do, is Apple pushes out the way to provide, you know, feedback, whether it be this is not working, this is a glitch, you know, this is not functioning properly. What most people do <laughs> is they download the public beta and just go something's wrong and then go to Twitter and complain. Yeah. Instead of using the feedback product that Apple provides with the developer and the public beta, instead of putting your, you know, grievances there, people run to Twitter, run to Instagram, run to, uh, to Facebook and say, hey, I was public beta is doing this and doing this. What's what's wrong with Apple? Why can't he get it together? It's a beta. It's a beta. That's oh, And I think that's what people stuff. don't realize <laughs> that you are, like you said, a guinea pig. It's not supposed they are using people who use the use the the device in a way that they may not have thought of when they're doing their development and their testing cycle they're looking possibly for outlier test cases that they wouldn't have never thought of you know hold this button down and press the side button three times what happens mm -hmm. if i do that you know right. they are looking for those type of things and we'll include also i did find also on nine to five mac they have this um, article of, you know, what to consider before you install the public beta. So I just wanted to run through a couple of these things really quickly. If you are one of these individuals who say, hey, I want to be a public beta tester and I want to try it out. First things first, uh, putting on his brother tech hat, hat, he would suggest you do this anyway, frequently back up your device mm -hmm. before you put the beta on your device back it up to make sure that you have a nice clean slate to go back to if something breaks significantly secondly apple gives you the warning on their website for the beta programs for i was 15 ipad 15 ipad os 15 and tv os 15 and it says please note that since the public beta software has not yet been commercially released by Apple, it may contain errors or inaccuracies and may not function as well as commercially released software. Be sure to back up your iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch and your Mac using Time Machine. You don't have to necessarily use Time Machine, but that's the Apple branded product. So of course they say Time Machine before installing um, beta software since Apple TV purchases um, and data are stored on iCloud. There's no need to back up your Apple TV. I didn't know that. Um, install the beta software only on non-production devices. Mm -hmm. That is not business critical. We strongly recommend installing on a secondary system or device or on a secondary partition of your Mac. Um, there are some known bugs between 14 and 15 that it goes through, like you mentioned before. Some third-party apps might not work the way you expect with this, with the beta builds. Um, and also use a secondary device first, at least to try mm -hmm. it out before you put it on your primary device. That's always a smart idea because you don't want to break your phone if your device happens or iPad or whatever you're doing happens to be one in the how many ever thousand that's like nope 
don't like it, don't want to do it. I'm just going to break your phone and you have to start all over again. So Mm -hmm. if you are going to participate in the beta, just keep those things in mind that there will be issues, crashes, and other type of things that don't go along with the final version that's released. And as Terrence mentioned, definitely, definitely use the feedback tool that Apple Apple provides because that will give you the best resolution going forward when they do the commercial release. Mm-hmm. Don't run to these websites. Don't run to social media whining and complaining if you right, haven't done like, your due diligence. Right, like this uh, 9 to 5 Mac store that, you're, uh, that you referred to earlier. It says if you spot any in today's new iOS 15 public beta or any of the other new betas from Apple today, let us know in the comments below or on Twitter at 9 to 5 Mac. I'm advising you don't do that <laughs> and use the feedback assistant. I can't remember the actual name of it, but when you uh, sign up to be a public beta, they give you like an app and then you can actually go in there and screenshot and detail any sort of issues that you find. Do that. At the very least, do that Be helpful first. if you're going to do it. Be helpful. Right, do, do that first and then run to Twitter. The, these bloggers and go to Twitter and Internet to try to make a name for yourself by being the first to, to report, report yeah. this, whatever this thing is doing on a public beta that you already knew was a public beta and it could possibly be an issue in the first place. Right. Definitely. Um, and I think that's it. I had another article that went through watchOS 8. But again, if you want to know what's coming in the new um, OSs, go back and take a listen to our WWDC recap. And you can mm-hmm. get all of the information there as to what to expect in these updates. All right. Um, the last thing in the lowdown, I don't know if I believe this or not. It seems a bit far-fetched, but I guess anything is possible. Speaking of new iOSs coming out, um, apparently, based on this article from Cult of Mac, um, Apple has allegedly required some employees to wear body cameras to stop leaks. Again, it sounds a little far-fetched to me, but then I wouldn't put it past them as well. So it looks like based on this article, some employees, they are being forced, it says. I don't know if forced is appropriate, but that's what the article says. They're being forced to wear police-grade body cameras in an attempt to stop all of the leaking um, that happens um, typically around uh, release time. Because as we mentioned before, as a user, you want to be the first to get on social media and say what's wrong. A lot of these leakers want to be the first to come out and show an image. Uh, even if it's a little corner or camera, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, mm-hmm. they want to be able to show it first and say, I did it first. I found out first. So this allegedly is in progress to keep to minimize this from happening so i i remember a story a while ago and they were mentioning body cameras and apple and i think my guess is uh this this story this newer story kind of picks up on that one uh this story that we're referring to from uh code of mac they mentioned um the requirement allegedly applies to only certain product teams presumably keyword is presumably Mm -hmm. they are presuming they are speculating this is not 
not even allegedly, this is presumably they're trying to come up with the ones that have regular access to unreleased hardware. However, the story did not offer any details about how body cams might stop Apple leaks. So, you know, this particular story, they don't really have any concrete uh, information. But so like I was uh, starting off with, I do remember a story saying that some employee, uh, Apple employees, not contractors, not the Foxconn uh, people, you know, maybe over in China or overseas who are actually assembling them. But Apple employees bash Apple report, employees that go into Cupertino. <laughs> yeah, not these, not those people. I, I think this they're they're stretching the story out because I remember a story that said Apple employees that go to these overseas have to report in to these um, manufacturing plants. Oh yeah, we talked actual- about them before because right. of the scan the security. With their badges right. or something. Right. What my guess is, and this is me guessing on top of people, other people guessing, <laughs> I'm no better, but my guess is that they're assuming that since we had, we, they did that story about the badges and some people couldn't badge in, I think they are conflating the two stories to say, okay, well, those employees probably also have to have the Apple, the, the body cams. So they're saying, oh, uh, it's not far fetched. To say that Apple employees at the Cupertino, the space, the spaceship would have to wear cameras as well, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. It could be the case going forward. But I think Apple employees at other factories, other locations may have to wear these body cams. But again, like I mentioned, everybody's trying to stretch that story into Something. if you work at Apple in California, yeah. you may have to wear a body cam at all times, which I don't see that. I don't case. see that. That's why I was like, I was very skeptical. And as I, you know, read through, I think the source that Colton Mack is using the story from is from noted leaker John Prosser's website. Mm-hmm. Um, so scrolling a little bit further down the article, one of the headings is John Prosser says Apple is coming after me. Dude, mm-hmm. nobody is coming after you. <sighs> Chill. Was, so this. This and this alone leads me to believe that this dude is, a, dude is a joke. Yeah. Because he uses Apple is coming for me as clickbait for mm-hmm. his YouTube video. And of course, in this video, he claims that, you know, Apple uh, may be coming for him because there was some other concept artist that he worked with. Kang. Last name create, is Kang, I think. Right. To come up with some of these renders based on the information that Prosser got from his leakers, Apple went after the the, the creator who created the renders. So Not John the person Prosser that was talking. Right. So John Prosser is using that. He's hitching his he's hitching his wagon to that. Right. And and came up with this YouTube video with him looking like he's holding up a inmate tag and he's got uh, uh prison bars behind him and he's got Tim Cook laughing in the background. It's just fodder. It's just clickbait. So that leads me to believe this dude is a joke. And personally, if I see any more stories when I'm doing research for shows, and it's got John Price in, I'm I'm, I'm going to start staying away from this dude because clearly it looks like he's just trying to... He's making it up as he goes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's trying to get the juice. And 
and you know uh sites like cult of mac nine to five mac some of these store that they need stories he is a good story mm-hmm. whether they are um co-signing what he says or, or debunking what, what, what we're doing, mm-hmm. debunking what he's saying, we're talking about him and it's working. So yeah. I'm not a fan of talking about people because I know good or bad, you know, it's going to grab attention. So their like name said, is still out there. Their image right. is still out there. So right. what they yeah, say, so there's he, no such thing as bad publicity. So he's definitely right. counting on that. And I think right. when we talked about the leaks before, he was one of the ones that he was like, this is definitely happening or it's happening mm. on this date. And when it happened on that date, he shifted it to make it seem as if, oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah. yeah. Or, he, or the, he had that thing where I'm going to shave my eyebrows. Oh, yeah, some, if I'm wrong. Yeah. It's like, again, all that to say, this may be one of the last times you hear me mention this dude's name because yeah. clearly he's just trying to juice all of this, get all the juice from he's all kind of this, a troll. You know, yeah, he's a, he's a troll, basically. <laughs> an analyst troll, yeah. you know. Yeah. Now, if you disagree with me, you know, you're more than welcome to reach out. You can reach out to snobboyscast at gmail.com or go to our website or hit us up on Twitter and explain why you think so, and I'll gladly have that conversation, but after this, uh, yeah, you, I, I'm gonna stop putting anything up with him on, in here. Yeah, yeah. This seems as I read down, I was like, oh, mm, see what mm, this is. Right. All right. That's it for the lowdown. Let's head on over to Second String where we talk all other tech. So starting off this week, um, a while maybe a year or two ago, uh, Microsoft um, bought GitHub, which is the code repository that pretty much probably 95% of the developers um, in the in the world use. Um, and so they released this new AI, I don't want to call it a bot, but this AI uh, assistant uh, type of, of, of thing called Copilot. So essentially what Copilot is meant to do is to, if you're in your IDE and you start typing something, it's using AI or IntelliSense to predict what you're trying to do. Um, even, um, I think it goes a little bit further than some of the other IntelliSense um, uh, plugins that I've used, so much so that you can type out something in text and it can figure out what you're trying to do and kind of help you along as you start to code. And um, I saw this on my Twitter feed a lot um, yesterday. Um, it is, it works with, uh, VS code, which is, um, windows, um, IDE, um, and it works for windows, Linux, and Mac. And it goes so far as some of the instances that I saw it, you start typing and it can sense if you're trying to create a function that does something with Twitter, it can populate code blocks or Mm -hmm. search other code blocks to say, Hey, is this what you're trying to do? You may want to try and use this as well. And it works uh, primarily with Python, JavaScript, and Ruby, but it also works and understands um, other languages as well. And everybody that I saw on my timeline that were trying it out, they were having a blast with it. I have to use VS Code for work, and I use Python uh, for my daily job. I haven't got around to installing the plugin, but I am definitely 
geeked to try it out and um, see what all of the hype is about. So it's just yeah. another way for developers to do um, essentially pair programming, but instead of pairing with another team member or another human being, you're actually pair programming with uh, a machine, essentially. Right. And it says just to for the for for the rest of us who don't know what IDE is, IDE means or uninitiated. Let me see if I can break this down. <laughs> GitHub Copilot suggests suggests individual lines of code for developers to consider based on this analysis of their prior work. So you upload a bunch of code, this copilot kind of goes through your previous coding history, and then while you're in the process of writing new lines of code, it kind of analyzed already what you've done in the past, kind of learns how you code, and then start to suggest lines of code, you know, based on your history. In addition to that, it says a developer can write a comment in plain English describing the logic he or she is looking for, and the system will take a crack at producing the code to actually deliver it. So it's like going even further than just trying to suggest lines of code. You can kind of explain to it what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And this thing will like, yeah, let me see if I can d- develop that for you. So this is kind of like, this is almost like, you know, not almost. This is like Skynet. This is like <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> it really just kind of honestly takes out a layer. I don't mm-hmm. know about other developers, a lot that I know and that I talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, if you run into a problem, you can't figure it out. Where do you go? You head on over to Stack Overflow to see right. what's over there. And if you see a code snippet that might work, you know, just let me copy and paste it over and tweak it mm-hmm. to fit what I need. So this is just to be, it kind of cuts out the Stack Overflow kind of middleman mm-hmm. and and helps you to figure out what you're doing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I no, can't it's most wait. definitely. Yeah, you know, you you see a lot of people probably using this. Yeah, but again, all we're doing is training the robots to get even better. <laughs> Before you know it, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, y'all step aside. We got this now. <laughs> we don't need you anymore." So basically, <laughs> I'll be writing code to write myself out of a job. Exactly. Great. Especially since I work in the AI space now. Mm-hmm. So that's. Yeah, that's awesome. Yay for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I was going to be able to install it today because I had gotten like Monday was like a weird day. I was like, I was so behind it. I had so much to do. I couldn't figure out what I need to do. Then, you know, as the week progressed, you know, things start to kind of come together. And today I was like, yeah, I'm in a good place. My sprint ends on technically Friday, but we start our demo day tomorrow. So I'm like, yeah, I have some time to play around with it. No. That didn't work today. I mm-hmm. thought something that was going to be um, something easy, it turned into something much more complex. So I was like, yeah, I won't be doing that today. So hopefully tomorrow's a new day. So maybe I'll get to install it and play around with it tomorrow. But I'm excited about it. It should be fun. All right. Uh, speaking of fun, Windows 11. Uh, it's showing, um, what it can do and, uh, what the interface will look like, I guess, since we have this new, uh, thing over here, I can share my screen. Okay. And, um, I haven't looked at any information as it relates to Windows 11. Uh, 
Yeah, so I'll be watching it with you because I haven't been doing any research on uh, Windows 11 at all. All right, let's see if it'll let me switch over. Boop, boop, boop. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it doesn't want me to switch over to the other view. Oh, there it is. It just took a minute. Okay, so... um. Hope you guys can see it but um so this is what the new um i guess windows 11 is going to look like to me it's giving me kind of apple vibes it's much more streamlined um look at the dock at the bottom it looks very to me apple-ish i don't know if you can you know change the location if you want like left centered or right centered or whatever, but um, compared to previous Windows versions, this is definitely um, a new look um, that Apple, not Apple, that Windows is is going for. Um, oh, and they say in this article that we're reading from The Verge that it has taken cues from Mac OS and Chrome OS and even the um, iOS versions of Android and Mac as well. And gone, like I said, with the live tile bar, um, widget like formation. Um, another view is of the, the system page where you can change around your display sound, make any tweaks to your system. This still looks similar to what it is now. It looks like this is just in dark mode. I'm assuming because I don't know, you could probably do this in dark mode or uh -huh. non-dark mode but it looks like these images here are all dark mode but it looks pretty good um in this whole dark mode space um it i mean it looks like what you'd expect windows 11 to look it's streamlined it's minimalistic more, more minimalistic it's kind of puts everything in boxes Versus, you know, things taking up the whole screen. Like, for instance, if you go into, you know, um, old school system preferences or whatever the case uh, about and things like that, it will take up the whole screen, mm -hmm. which I'm pretty sure you can still maximize to take up the whole screen, but it doesn't start that way. Yeah. It starts real condensed. Mm -hmm. Compact. You know, yeah. Yeah. Compact. Um, they've got the widgets on here that kind of looks like the Mac, win Mac widgets, yeah. you know, on a Mac. Um, you know, kind of in a, in, a, in, a in a drawer or a, a slide out kind of window from the left side of your computer screen. Um, it looks like, you know, they've cleaned up Windows 10 and made it Windows 11. Now, again, being a Mac user, you know, I hope that's not blasphemy. <laughs> I hope I did say a cuss word, you know, by comparing Windows 11 to windows 10 but cleaned up and nicer i'm pretty sure there is you know a whole lot of new swanky technology built in 11 windows 11 again that's just not my forte um looks like they are forcing you into microsoft edge browser yeah. for windows 11 and not even giving you the option for internet well making it hard for you to get to Internet Explorer. Internet Explorer if being able to get to it at all. Um, Multitasking. Yeah. Um, right. 
this is, I think this is what the, at the top of the article where they were talking about taking cues from iOS and Android with the whole multitasking on your screen. So like you said, typically all of Windows stuff takes up most of your screen, but it looks like mm-hmm. you have an Xbox screen in one corner. You have your file explorer in another. That looks like the Microsoft store over kind of like on the third. So it kind of has a screen in thirds. Um, it very much looks like, um, you know, to be, um, Mac OS or mm-hmm. iOS. Um, and I don't use Android, so I'm not sure what Android, um, Chrome OS. Yeah, that is picked up, but it's obvious that it has. I think they've revamped the, what do they call their store? The Windows store. Yeah, but even still though. Like going down the screen, this Verge article. Mm-hmm. Once you get kind of deep into it, you know, File Explorer, and you get into some of the stuff, it still kind of kicks back to that traditional look and feel. Yeah. You know, um, the 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 surface stuff to where you know if you're trying to create widgets and you're trying to create all these new you know widget bundles or mm-hmm. I for, I don't, I'm not sure what they call them now, um, snap groups or whatever. Once you get beyond that, then it kind of digs into what File Explorer, or Windows Explorer, you know. Uh, what the traditional user yeah, expects. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the so surface, I'm, it's very much, um, mm-hmm. you know, new. But when you get to the to the guts parts of it, it's uh, it's like, yeah. Which is a shame for Windows because, again, they're probably doing that because they are so many computers businesses that run on windows and they've ran on windows for so long that they've got these specialized customized old school programs and processes that they haven't these businesses and these companies haven't upgraded and don't want to because it works just fine so you know microsoft trying to unlike you know apple if they, they want to do something look, new, they're just going to do it, and just, you're just well, going to have to adapt. <laughs> and and not and you know not you know not to give any props to Apple. The only reason why they can do that is because there is not this big dependent group like there's a Microsoft. If Microsoft d- goes surface uh, beyond surface level and really changes something like integral to its operating system, I mean there could be entire industries that are crumble. So, you know, it's 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 good news, bad news, you know, that the fact that some Windows users want some of that new, you know, new edge technology in Windows that, you know, people like us, you know, with Macs kind of enjoy on a year to year basis. Every year we get something new, you know, they kind of want I'm pretty sure Windows users want that, too. But Microsoft just can't. They just can't. <laughs> so yeah. they have to do stuff like they have to do like, it very incrementally and very right. um focused because mm-hmm. if they were to make a huge change i mean people would they it would go scorched earth yep yep <laughs> very easily and i don't think they want them kind of problems nope and it looks like uh charles has a a funny funny 
um, about his home automation setups. He says, we had an electrician in the house and after they left the master bedroom smoke detector signal troubled. My automation then blasts a siren and all the lights inside and outside start flashing. So <laughs> it kind of leads to what we were talking about with mm-hmm. windows, meaning that you, in some instances with things that are so stable and have been around so long when you try to move them into the new they mm-hmm. may not play so well together or you've customized it so much so mm-hmm. that you know i you know it's so customized from this out of the box state mm-hmm. you know you've you know either as an individual or as a company you've taken this thing out of the box and we've worked it so much to where if it's your specific set up need mm-hmm. process function that you know to for that to be taken away from you would be like a shot you know a major shot to the you know to the to the system you know and i don't think microsoft can i mean i, I know I, I know it's not i think i know they can't just do those type of this is what we're doing we're moving on to this get on this by this date or you're going to be no support for that they yeah. can't they can't, they can't do that right yeah. And it looks like based on uh, Charles's last comment, his wife is not very happy <laughs> with this setup. And she says, really, all this for a dead battery. Right. Um, so it's, you know, change is good coming into the forging into this new space of technology. Um, depending on your system, it uh, may not go as smoothly as as some other um yeah, but shout out to Windows, shout out to Microsoft for trying. Yeah, but it's going to be a little slower, you know, because yeah. they keep trying to do. They stuff can do it on the Microsoft. surface, but right. when you dig a little bit deeper, you mm-hmm. see, you know, what you're used to. So it's like they're kind of giving a little bit for some of the younger crowd who wants it to be sleeker, more, you know, minimal and fancy, but while still catering to some of their older clientele who's like. Why fix it if it's not broken? Uh-huh. Yep. All right. Um, and the last thing, um, I've been seeing a lot of um, beauty tech um, founders on my Twitter timeline. Um, I, I follow uh, someone, um, uh, I think her name is, uh, she goes by Paris Athena on Twitter. I think she's the founder of like the Black Twitter uh, tech pipeline or black tech Twitter hashtag. And mm-hmm. she's coming out with, um, a beauty tech product. Um, I've seen a couple of other people, um, uh, beauty, um, kind of, um, estheticians is what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else is coming out with, um, some beauty tech. So again, tech spans pretty much all arenas and it, touches literally everything that we do. And I saw this article um, on CNN, actually on my Twitter feed. And um, in Dubai, um, this beauty salon is, um, the article starts off with um, giving, it's giving a new face to quote, chip nails. So this uh, nail salon, Lanour Beauty Lounge, is offering to put tiny microchips in your fingernail when you go to get your nails done. And so what this chip does is it's embedded with information that can be used 
um, like a business like, card. Yeah. Like um, kind of like a QR code, but fancier mm-hmm. and smaller in in your nails. So <laughs> it came the uh, Noor. Oh, goodness. I think it's Noor McCarran. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, she is the one that owns the salon. And so it's a way to connect your mobile device with this information, um, your name, phone number, social media handles, websites, again, um, a digital business card in your nail. Mm-hmm. And this kind of came about, according to the article, from the pandemic. You know, people aren't, touch mis- other, you're not touching, not you have stuff. Right. And mm-hmm. so this way you can just wave your nail and it'll scan your chip and get your information um, from this little chip in your nail. She said that she's done, at the time of this article, um, more than 500 microchip manicures. And she hopes to expand it out to have restaurant menus, um, for contactless payments, those type of things. So I saw this and I thought it was pretty cool, um, the innovations that are coming out of the pandemic as well as, you know, Beauty Tech Twitter is definitely um, out there and, you know, the the beauty game is definitely getting into um, the tech space as well. So I thought it was, it was a pretty cool concept. Right. It's almost like, it's almost, almost, almost like biometrics. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, like we talked about scanning your face, you know, uh, last week, you know, you also mentioned, you know, a lot of how things have changed when you travel, mm-hmm. you know, everything is QR code. You got to scan stuff to check in. You got to scan to read the menu because again, like you mentioned in the story out of the pandemic, you are, we are less likely to touch stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, this is almost like biometrics because, um, there are companies, there are businesses to where they can make a physical card and it looks like a credit card, but it does the same thing. It's got, NFC, it's got like a little small chip into it mm-hmm. to where if you tap your phone on this little digital card, looks like a business card, mm-hmm. it'll give you the same information, your name, phone number, social media handles, website, email, all the same thing on a digital screen that you can then, you know, click it to call, click see an email, follow them on social media, whatever the case may, may be. But that's still something that I have to keep on my person. Mm-hmm. So it's not biometrics. Biometrics is my fingerprint, mm-hmm. my eye scan, my retina, you know, my face, you know, blood, whatever the case may be. This need. chip in your nail can be removed. Your face can't. <laughs> right, right. But unlike a digital card that I have to keep on me, you I put can't this forget chip, it. Yeah. You put this chip in in your fingernail in the acrylic in your fingernail, not in their act, it's not actually in your nail. Right, it's still right. a manicure that you're right, getting. Right. And they, and they and they insert it in this acrylic on your nail. That's just about as close to biometrics. Without being without biometrics. Being biometrics. Right. Because, you know, with with this business card thing, I still got to take it out of my pocket or take it out of my wallet, mm-hmm. hold it, and the person's got to scan it with this. I just hold up my hand or my, my finger, mm-hmm. and then they can tap it and scan it. So... You know, if you are, I can see this being a middle middleman between, yeah, I'm not inserting anything into my, my skin, skin. Yeah. Because there are people out there that are putting these type of things in their wrist, in their palm, mm-hmm. in the back of their hand. Well, I ain't going that far. But I will but do I, this nail thing. But I will do this nail thing if that means 
on my person at all times, I have a way to interact with technology. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely cool. And I'm interested to see, um, you know, if anyone else picks up on this and, you know, makes it a, it's already a thing, but makes it a bigger thing. Mm -hmm. And like I said, out of the pandemic, this stuff has become more useful. Like we mentioned last week, nobody was checking with QR, nobody's checking for QR codes. When they first came out, well, they they were they they were all the rage, and then and they, they went into the abyss, right? And now they're back in full force because of the pandemic. Yeah. So you know, take a a global pandemic to sprout new types of technology. Definitely. All right, that's it for second string. Let's head on over to for the culture, where we talk about what's going on in social media culture, music culture or just societal culture at large. So a couple things um, I wanted to talk about. The first one should be pretty quick. On tomorrow, which is Thursday, July 1st, a new Versus is popping off with Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown. Are you into this matchup? It'll probably be more more of the entertaining than previous ones. I did not catch the... Uh, Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. I, I didn't watch it either. For that one. Yeah. But apparently um, the kids have fun. I was like, great for you. <laughs> right. Um, then before that, it was. Um, Eve and Trina. I watched some of that. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there one after that? I could have swore there was one after Eve and Trina, but before Soldier Boy and. I thought those uh, were the last two. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, um, but Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown is well within our age range of stuff we were listening to as teenagers, you know, preteens, teenagers, maybe even high school on into college. So this will definitely be more interesting, specifically Bobby Brown, you know, uh, he is a showman, you know, and, you know, just that nostalgia. Yeah of you know that era of music you yeah. know i think will this will make it more interesting to a larger group of people you know not discounting you know the audiences for the past couple of them even you know, though on the soldier boy um bow wow people were complaining they were like because it's now in front of an audience they're like the crowd was not into this as they should have been they should have been doing the Superman dance. They should have been doing the Soldier Boy tell up and the kids, they didn't know. They were just up there with their phones recording and not being in the moment and like realizing how cool this is. And that's a shame too, because you see that a lot. You see that a lot. That people, instead of being in the moment, they're trying to record the moment, which takes some of the moment (laughs) Mm -hmm. out of it you know i i you know you go to any um concert and this is not you know just prior to the pandemic you go to any concert you go to any music fest you go to any major event and everybody's trying to record Mm -hmm. something you know you're looking at the show through your phone instead of actually sliding your head over or putting the phone down and getting the actual view and not just show uh you're we are starting to get to where we're trying to record life as it happens and Mm -hmm. i give you a perfect example and i'm gonna 
go completely off the this subject. Go for it. Uh, um, but it ties into what we talked about uh, a couple couple weeks ago about Monique mm-hmm. and her thing. About oh, and she's back with it too. Right. So <laughs> to catch up, you know, she doubled down on the bonnet thing and and broke it out to a larger thing about respectability and presenting yourself and how you're supposed to look when you leave the house. Apparently there was this new picture. Somebody sent it to her mm-hmm. of this lady. She's looks like she's in the airport. Mm-hmm. She's at the ticket counter mm-hmm. and it looks like what well, not what it looks like what it is, is her butt is hanging out and she has on like boy so, yeah, shorts, I, biking shorts type of things. And she's not a thin woman. So it looks like underwear, but it's what, what like thought, biker shorts. What I thought was she, it, it looked like to me, it looked like a dress that she had sat down and stood up and didn't pull down the dress and wasn't um, aware that the dress was hiked up like in the that. back, maybe in the back. But the pr- point I'm trying to get at, which kind of ties into everybody's just rec- trying to record life, instead of somebody going to her and saying, "Hey, ma'am, um, I think your clothes—you may want to check your clothes—they're mm-hmm. recording it. Yeah. Took a picture, sent it to the internet. Monique gets it. And now this this whole conversation about she puts it out look. to her millions of fans, knowing full well what's going to happen. And then she comes with this, oh my sweet babies, blah blah blah. If you, I understand if you can't do better, but if you can do better, be better. I'm like, you knew exactly and what you were doing that. when you posted this and that stupid comment. Right. And if we were really looking after each other like we claim we would instead of trying to record what's going on go over to that lady and say hey you might want to check your clothes i'm pretty sure she would have looked back saw her butt hanging out mortified Mm -hmm. pulled her dress down and would have said thank you for letting me know but instead like i said going back to this whole trying to record life as it happens versus just being in the moment you know we're trying to record everything any anytime somebody gets like um Anytime somebody gets, you know, attacked or there's a fight or mm-hmm. there's an altercation, like on these airplanes, everybody's trying to record instead of like being in the moment. And you know, I don't know what you do. You know, I've never been in that situation, but I don't think the first thing I'm going to be like is like, you know, <laughs> pulling out my phone <laughs> and trying to record. And I think that's what we've gotten into, you know, try to bring it back to your point about, you know, uh, Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. I'm pretty sure the reason why everybody wasn't into it was because they're too busy trying to catch the moment so they can then share it on social media or the Internet, share it with their friends instead of actually being there, being present and actually being in the moment. So, you know, um, I the comedians are starting to do it to where not starting to do it. They've been doing it for the past couple of years to where they are making people put up their phones and lock them away in lock boxes. One, so you don't steal their content mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and spread all the jokes before they get to tell them. And two, so you can be there and enjoy the moment, you know? So going back to, you know, we, we talked about a little bit in the pre-show, you know, I'm taking a family vacation. What I'm going to try not to do is try to get a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. and video. Take a couple um, snaps and then and keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, you know, and, and, and keep it and actually be in the in moment. In the moment. So, yeah. so hopefully 
then bring it all the way back, this upcoming Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown versus we are of the age to where when Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown were out and we were going to our concerts, there were no cell phones. There were no smartphone cameras. There was no streaming to YouTube, streaming to Twitter, streaming to IG Live. So maybe, you know, uh, and they're supposed to be doing this at Essence. Is that correct? I, I think, think they're doing this. So. I, I think they've uh, integrated this versus with uh, Essence Music Fest, for those who don't know. Oh, that makes sense because that is this weekend. Right. And that is Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown would be the type of performers who would be at Essence yep. uh, Essence Fest. So um, it happens every year around the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, all these black entertainers, all these black entrepreneurs, all of these black influencers kind of go come watch together. Girls Trip. That'll right. give you an idea yeah, of what exactly. it is. <laughs> that's exactly what that's exactly where they were. In Essence, <laughs> Essence Fest right. in New Orleans every year. Yeah. So, uh, again, um Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown, like I said, when when they were coming up and they were, you know, uh, uh, superstar entertainers, there was no such thing as social. Twitter and social media and streaming. If you were at the concert, you were at the at concert. The concert. So you, I mean, even like the disposable cameras or regular cameras, that um, was too much to be dealing with because you just wanted to be at right. the concert. You didn't need to show proof to somebody that you were there. Right. So hopefully, you know, there'll be more crowd interaction because people are trying to relive that nostalgia versus trying to record it. But again, you know, technology is seeped in everything. So, yeah. you know, I guarantee you there'll be some people trying to record because <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Right? Unless they have auntie Twitter um, right. out there, it might be a little bit different. And I don't know. They'll, they'll be out there with the iPads trying to record. Oh, uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> right. They will. They will. Um, I personally, I think it's going to be a good time because these two individuals are very much characters. I just hope it's not a whole lot of live singing because I don't think they got they it got like it. that like that no more. Keith Sweat or Bobby Brown, no. they they, they kind of aged, so yeah. hopefully they can they can put on a show without putting on a show. Maybe they can harmonize with their own voice, but just the, the have the, it as the, a backing track. Right. <laughs> so if they get tired because I mean, I'm, Bobby Brown is not that skinny little kid that right. was bopping around. Um, so, you know, might be a little bit of out of breathness. So um, and, you know, just life and living and getting older, you know, it's not the same as it was back in the what? Mm-hmm. 80s, 90s, 80s, early 90s, early mid 90s. Yep. So but I'm looking forward to it. I think it, it's going to be fun. If nothing else, the Twitter commentary is going to be very entertaining. Right. Okay. Uh, on to something that's not so fun. As I call him, Pill Cosby has been released. Right. If you don't know who Pill Cosby is, that's actually Bill Cosby. He was mm-hmm. um, released today from uh, his incarceration. Um, I think he had a three to 10 year sentence and he did Mm -hmm. serve the three years Mm. and um, he tried to have it appealed and the appeal was denied. So it went up to the um, Pennsylvania. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Supreme court and they um, overturned the verdict. Um, Unless he he hadn't, he was denied a fair trial right. in 2018. They weren't saying that he didn't do it. 
they were saying that based on what the conversations that I guess his side mm-hmm. and the prosecution side had, mm-hmm. that they weren't expecting him to be tried or something to that effect. So it was vacated on a technicality. Right. It was not overturned because he was found not guilty. And I right. think that is, um, people it's are missing important. that. That yeah. distinction is extremely important. Um, especially since I saw, unfortunately, a lot of black men on Instagram and on Twitter just rejoicing like the OJ verdict um, that this man was released after, you know, 50 plus women um, have come forward saying that they were sexually assaulted by him, by him drugging them with quaaludes. He himself um, admitted that he gave women he were interested in Quaaludes and the particular individual that I think he was convicted of was mm-hmm. uh, a mentee of his from mm-hmm. Temple University. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I just say I'm I just feel for all those um, victims who were subject to not only the alleged um, assaults but now having to relive this and having him be set free on a technicality, I just, my heart really just goes out to those women and their families for what they're experiencing today. The fact that he was released on a technicality and then at the same time having to deal with all of these people being happy and excited that this man was released on a technicality and is not being held accountable for his admitted actions. Well, you know, the internet is going to internet. Of course. you know, of course, you know, him getting out of prison earlier than expected is all they needed to hear Mm -hmm. in order to, you know... Fit their agenda. um, Right, right. In order to fit their agenda. You know, what's uh, significant about Bill Cosby is he and uh, Harvey Weinstein were one or two of the more famous, more notable uh, sexual um, uh, criminals Mm -hmm. who were convicted, you know, as a direct result of the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. where women were being, were starting to be more, uh, were starting to come to to the light, bring, bring. They're being vocal on how they were assaulted. Right. And then after that movement, then you have Bill Cosby, who was, you know, tried early in the early 2000s for similar mm-hmm. instances and it either got thrown out or he was not guilty. I can't remember what the actual outcome where those earlier cases were, but then the Me Too movement happens, then this new stuff starts to come out and then this time they convict him. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see um, how, you know, I, I'm, um, I'm not sure what's the current status of the Me Too movement, but the fact that Bill Cosby's uh, case was vacated, like you mentioned on a technicality, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that reinvigorates the Me Too movement mm-hmm. or does that uh, or does it invalidate it? Because, again, you know, this is one of their big, you know, not to trivialize it, but this is one of their big catches. The Me Too movement was catching Bill Cosby the second time around. Now that the fact that is he's been. He's let off on the fact that he wasn't denied a fair trial 
will that kind of let the air out or the two movement or Mm -hmm. will it invigorate it even more? So that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it definitely will. And I did also want to, to mention um, one of his uh, former co-stars, Felicia Rashad. Um, As soon as all of this happened, she came out and, you know, was like justice was finally served and all of those types of things. And, um, she is the um, new dean of arts at Howard University. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. the individual that um, was, you know, at the center of, of this trial that got him convicted was uh, mentored by Bill Cosby uh, uh-huh. at Temple University. Uh-huh. And I, I immediately thought, I was like, what does that say to students that she may be dean over um you know Uh, um, is there going to be any type of fallout from that or is that going to raise any eyebrows and before you go uh she immediately when she made the post she turned off the replies so you couldn't comment and then after she got drug for this she came back with a statement saying you know her she supports you know survivors of oh i'll read it i put uh-huh. up i fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward my post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth personally i know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects my heartfelt wish is for healing right um i think she'll be okay um she will have to you know, dig herself out of the hole she made as a result of these comments. But overall, I think both thing, two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Cosby could have been a menace, but at the same time, there were people who he was able to uplift and people who were able to benefit from, uh, you know, being in his space, you know, being whether it be co-workers, whether it be co-stars, whether it be mentors, whatever the case may be. Right. I think, you know, two things can be true. And I think people like Felicia Rashad, you know, people like that, that were on the Cosby show specifically, you know, some of his co-stars, you know, I think it puts them in a real, real weird place because you believe you want to believe them mm-hmm. specifically Felicia Rashad, you know, um, I She's had a stellar know. reputation. And not just that. Um, allegedly, reportedly, you know, she had some issues with maybe alcohol or drugs earlier in her career. Mm-hmm. And one of the people to help her out mm-hmm. was Bill Cosby. So she Cosby. feels a little bit of indebtedness, possibly. It could be. It could be. And the fact that, you know, he probably never... My guess is he, she, any of those co-stars, any of those people, production, directors, whatever, on that show, never even got the slightest glimpse of that person. Of the test of this other person. He right? probably intentionally kept that activity from, honestly, his bread and butter because he knew if he went over there, it might not work out. So he's like, let me go and target these he's, less, I don't know not, the word I'm I don't thinking, know. but right. I don't know. But the fact that he's one of the very few people 
who successfully for the majority of his life Mm -hmm. was able to live a double life. Yeah. Most people. At some point, the facade slips. Right. Right. You know, so, you know, Felicia Rashad, you know, some of these other characters lit in that other life, you know, they are beside themselves. Because they can't believe it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, and like you said, you know, if Bill Cosby actually helped out Felicia Rashad with her personal life, in addition to just her career, her being Claire Huxtable, just her personal life, Mm -hmm. him being that support when maybe some other people wasn't there, couldn't there, or was enabling her, Mm -hmm. you know, that really puts her at a weird place. Mm -hmm. So I can under, I can see, not understand, I can see where she of all people would be a staunch supporter of his. But she could have kept her mouth shut. You didn't have to say it. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That staunch support can come off as denial. Mm -hmm. right? And it probably is to an extent denial because he didn't do anything. And that's what I think a lot of people say. He didn't do anything to me. Right. Right. And not only denial, but maybe also, also dismissal. Mm-hmm. And that could not have maybe was not her intent to this. And that's why she came, came with back the with other, that statement, even though I, I think it was because she got dragged. Right. I don't want to dismiss any other women's experiences, whether it be with Bill Cosby directly or their own battles with sexual assault, sexual misconduct, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, as a person, it's hard for me to to automatically discredit this person because of all the things that they've done specifically for me and all the things I've even witnessed, mm-hmm. not just for her specifically. It'd yeah. be one thing for her to say, well, he ain't never touched me, but some of them other co-stars, you might want to talk to them about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he kept that, like you mentioned, so far away that when this stuff originally came out, they were like, there's no way. There's no way. There's no possible way. They're just lying. When first woman came out, second woman came out, third woman. But I'm like, once you start getting into double digits, (laughs) bruh. Yeah, right, right. But again, like I said, it's hard for them, you know, especially a family member. You know, we've got, you know, you know, we know of family members who have said, done, or experience some things that anybody else on the street would be ready to disown them, mm-hmm. throw them in jail. But family says, look, your family, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to build you up. Maybe even some cases we're going to hide or forgive. Especially or in the just, black community. Or just sweep under the rug. And especially when it comes to sexual assault and abuse. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There, I mean, there's so many, you know, so... It's not surprising. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sad. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's, it's right. bad. Yeah. But again, going back to what I was saying, you know, two things can be true at, yeah. two things can be true at the same time. And you no know, one's sh- not saying that the art that he created was bad because yeah. the show, Cosby Show, that was a great show. It opened people's eyes, a different world, got a lot of people wanting to go to black colleges. All those things can be true. And again, he is not the sole owner of those things. He may have been the star. He may have been the producer. But it was so many other people involved in those things, too. But people, especially those who have this un, uh, unexplainable tie to it, right. is, 
that to me is that is troubling that you can't say that yes this was a great show yes i laughed i felt this and that it made other people see my humanity all those things but at the same time he was an actor he was doing a job that's That's, not how yeah that's not how (laughs) we operate you know you say it from politics you see it in religion you see it in you know your corporations you know it's either all good or it's all bad and if it's bad and i'm a part of that does that make me bad Mm -hmm. and if it does then this can't be bad because if this is bad then i'm bad so it's got to be good because i'm good yeah right exactly it's it's a lot of mental gymnastics Mm -hmm. that people are doing for this yeah you see a lot of things like he can't be racist because if he is racist and that is my Friend, brother, sister, employee, coworker. I like him. His music is good. His acting right. is good. Right. If this person is a sexist, if they are a homophobe, you know, they if if they are homophobe and I am friends with them, then does that make me a homophobe by extend? Then if that's the case, then no, he's not a homophobe because then that clears me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people that's tough for yeah. a lot of people to do. So they rather just deny dismiss pretend didn't happen it's right i didn't see it right right instead of instead of actually accepting it and you know going back to your statement about a lot of these men specifically black men on twitter caping for bill cosby it's it's that it's really bad it's like he can't be bad because if he's bad then black men are bad then i'm bad as a black man Instead of being able to do that separation, which a lot of people cannot do. Yeah, yeah, they they can't seem to to separate the two, and it's one of those things where if I think the same way that he thinks about women, then that would make well, me a I, bad I, guy. I but appreciate what he contributed. If I appreciate what he contributed to our society, but he did these other things. That means I automatically have to accept those other things as well. So since that's the case, then I'm just going to deny everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, exactly, exactly. Well, I guess over the next few days we'll see. We'll you know, change the channel. How this you know plays yeah. out, and you know, it'll be something else. We'll change yeah. the channel on something else. I just hope that even though I know it's unlikely. For him to just go and stay out of the public eye, but I don't think that's going to happen. I already saw an interview with him and his attorney already outside. Um, so, because mm-hmm. I think it was released around two p.m., they said. Um, so I don't. I think he thinks that he's been vindicated. So it's probably likely we'll be seeing more from him, and it's just not a good look. But you know. I don't know. You see OJ's on Twitter all the time. So. Oh yeah. And talking <laughs> cash trash. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> why would you accept anything else from yeah. Bill Cosby? Yeah, exactly. Cut from the same cloth. All right. That is it. Uh and for the culture, let's head on over to the hookup. What do we have this week, Brother Tech? All right. So I was talking to a friend of mine. He knows I'm a Mac guy, and they are trying to put on a production to where they want to stream the video image from their phone 
onto their television. And you can do that if you buy an Apple TV and you got to connect your Apple TV to the internet that you're on. And you got to make sure your Apple TV is on the same Wi-Fi network as your phone. And then you can use the AirPlay and you can stream the contents of your phone to your Apple TV, which is then connected to your television via Wi-Fi. Well, if you don't have a router or you don't have an Apple TV and you don't trust the Wi-Fi signal or you just don't want to go through all that connectivity, there's a way that you can connect your phone to a Mac and use QuickTime to display your iPhone screen on a Mac. And the way you do that is through QuickTime. So basically what you do is you connect your iPhone to your Mac using either a lightning to USB-A or USB-C cable based on the type of Mac you have. The USB-A USB cable is just your basic USB connection, or the USB-C is a smaller, uh, newer connection on some of the newer Macs. So it'll depend on what kind of Mac you have, which what kind of cable, but once you get your iPhone connected directly to your Mac, you open QuickTime, you start a new movie recording, and you tap the drop down next to the record button in QuickTime and select your iPhone as the camera. And then that will display your whole entire screen, everything you see on your iPhone that will uh, display onto your actual MacBook. And if you have your MacBook connected to a television via HDMI cable, then boom, you've got a direct direct connection to show what's on your T on your iPhone directly on your TV through your Mac. And that's without buying an Apple TV, that's without trying to set it up on a network, that's without trying to do AirPlay. You know, you, everything's connected wire via wires so that we the um, the streaming won't be a delay, there won't be a delay in the audio or the video, and you have a direct wire connection. So that is my tip for the week. You can use QuickTime to connect your iPhone to your Mac to display your iPhone screen onto your Mac. Nice. All right, that is our show for the week. Definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can engage with us um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at SnobOSCast everywhere. Also, be sure to check us out on YouTube. We're at SnobOSCast. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our channel. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you have any thoughts or comments or suggestions from our show or anything that you've seen out there in the tech blogosphere or internet streets, uh, you can hit us up on our website, snobwestcast.com, or send us over an email at snobwestcast at gmail.com. Also, you can support our show by becoming a Patreon by going to patreon.com slash snobwestcast. And for just $5 a month, you will get access to our pre-show content, which we call The Snobbish Show as well as access to um, our live show taping and access to our chat community. If you don't want to become a monthly uh, supporter of the show, you can give us a one-time love offering over at PayPal. You can do that by going to paypal.me slash And that's it for this week. We thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Peace. Bye, everybody.